0: Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I am your host, Peter Komalafe. This is where we talk about money and all things personal finance, where we help you make the best financial decisions possible because money is a tool and life is for living. Paul, thank you so much for joining. You give an overview of what you do because you do have a lot. You've got your fingers in so many pies.
1: Yeah, so I'm a multiple business owner, um, primarily uh my, my, my main bread and butter business is uh, property trading, so um, we are finding properties that are ideal for investment purposes and trading them on to retail investors that are looking to build portfolios, so that's the that's kind of the bread and butter. Uh, last year branched into sort of three different areas as well, so uh, early part of the year branched into uh, podcasting, which uh, is a business in itself. Um, great for exposure and also learning and meeting new connections it's a great way to to network in my opinion and also um, a great way of gaining personal development as well um, on top of any any sort of reading and stuff and events that you're going to Um, from the podcasting we also myself and my my business partner on the podcast also created um, an event company and that events company is focused around entrepreneurship, mentoring, networking, and just creating a good positive circle, which I I think, uh, Pete, you'll agree is something that is massively important, especially in today's climate where a lot of people are working from home, which can be quite lonely as an entrepreneur when you're self-employed and you, you haven't got a big team around you. So having the ability to, to, to go somewhere where you can learn learn. You can be inspired by people that are doing the things that you would love to do. And then also network with sort of like-minded entrepreneurs that are at the start of their journey as well and, and build that good circle of friends that maybe are very different to the circle that maybe you grew up with at school or your family that maybe you don't quite get what, what it is that you're actually trying to do on your entrepreneurship journey um, is, is really what we've, we've built that business around. And I'm also a, a property and business mentor as well. So, yeah, they're the kind of four areas that i'm I'm focused on um, in my business,
0: and just going back to like the podcast and the event side things, and mm-hmm. like I said you're you're quite humble the The podcast is doing pretty well. I mean when yeah. you talk about the stuff that you've got going on with Aaron and then you've got the peak performance podcast and the events which I spoken at the last event that you guys did, great turnout, great yeah. event great evening just talk a little bit more about that because i think you're right as entrepreneurs you do feel alone and i feel it all the time i'm one man business and you can feel like you're Mm -hmm. just in your own little bubble but you've been able to not just bring people together but the people that you've been able to connect with in support of what you're doing has been quite staggering as well because you had lord um sugar um be
1: part of the last event as well yeah, so I think um I think I've always been someone that's believed that networking is the the core of any successful business because there's there's only a certain amount you can do through advertising and and social media to to get your brand out there and tell people what you do. But then there's going to be a huge amount of people that um that aren't on social media or they're not looking at the areas that you're advertising your business in. And they would much rather go the old school way of going to a networking event and meet people and sort of seeing the whites of their eyes and having that one-to-one face-to-face chat. And I've been to a lot of networking events. And look, like you, Pete, you've probably been to some and you think, what am I doing here? This is yeah. awful. The, the, yeah. the people are wrong. And typically, they're the, they're the free ones. Um, But then I've been to a lot that have been very expensive and exclusive and you you sometimes feel a bit out of place and Mm -hmm. it's not the right kind of circle. And Aaron and I sat back for a long time and we worked on who's our ideal client um, to come to the event. Who would they want to see? What would they want to come away with? What do we like about other events we've been to? What don't we like? And we we kind of just ran with it on the first event. And we did that all around money, mindset, motivation, personal development. So it's quite broad. Had some some good speakers there. Um, We charged a a basic ticket price. I think it's around 25 quid. Um, And we thought that's... Not too much money for someone starting out on their journey of maybe moving from being employed to self-employed or someone who's deciding whether or not uni is their next step or starting a business or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also enough money whereby that's a commitment from them that one, they're going to turn up and two, they're going to take it seriously as well. Yeah. Um, And our biggest thing has been that the events company isn't isn't like a big money maker. Like the, the the ticket sales do not make us a huge amount of money, but it's an opportunity as hosts to be put out to the masses for networking and promote our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we found is that we can bring three different aspects to to an event. We can bring a good social element with um, just sort of drinks and good music, where people can feel comfortable and it's not too formal, like a lot of these events where they're in hotels with mm-hmm. I think Aaron calls them curtain and tablecloths <laughs> like <apartments and> table- <laughs> set out like a wedding um, yep. these are very quirky spaces where you can feel comfortable and relax at the start sit down learn get some education from some industry experts like yourself and then have some really strong networking with people from all over the country that could be from different industries different backgrounds different ages different ethnicities whatever it is different experience levels and they're people that you wouldn't ordinarily come into contact with but you can forge really really good friendships business relationships joint venture partnerships and like with yourself mate um people come in to meet their heroes as well so Mm. We we built it to inspire the masses, and the podcast runs alongside that in a really good way because that's what the podcast stands for—about telling people's stories and how they became entrepreneurs and everything like that. So it all kind of comes hand in hand, um, and that's our biggest thing. It's just to inspire the mass really out there and um, build a good solid brand that. Look, in a few years' time, as you said, look, we, we gain sponsorship from a, a business that is uh, co-owned by Alan Sugar. We've got a, a full year's worth of sponsorship for them. So that, that creates a really good buzz for us. And it helps us build the event to a much bigger platform um, later on in this year. But we keep it small, maximum 200 attendees, so that it's it's nice and intimate. You're not a number. You're not lost in a crowd of two thousand people where you can't network correctly. Um, but we're excited about twenty twenty three, the ideas we've got, the speakers we've got, um, and where it's gonna where it's gonna take the brand.
0: Yeah. I mean I think just speaking on the event, you know, you're right, like I've been to networking events and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, like why, why, why? Like what's going on? But what's very, very different with what you guys have been able to do is it is about learning. And it's about inspiring as well, like giving a different perspective, sharing experiences, letting people know that actually, you know, you might be in this position. I've been there and this is how you navigate it. It's those little gems that people are able to pick up whilst they're there. And there's always a feel good factor you leave motivated. And that's not that's not how you traditionally feel when you consider a networking event. It's normally boring. It's normally uh probably wasted half an hour, hour of my time, but it's, it's very, very different.
1: It's always the same faces as well. Um, and I think that's what, that's what we wanted to avoid. A lot of it, I I stopped going to property events. Um, there's only a handful that I go to that I really enjoy, but typically I was, I don't see it as networking. If you're attending an event where you're constantly seeing the same people, there's, there's no Mm. value. And I think when you niche, the type of event that it is, you're niching the crowd that is only going to ever attract in that localized space. And we we get yeah. people flying in from Ireland. We've had people flying in from Dubai. People that travelled up uh, travelled across from from Wales. So it's not all people that are based in London. They come from all over the UK and obviously Dubai, all over the world. Um, but but the biggest thing for us is creating an event whereby it's not a property event. It's not a crypto event. It's not an event where only those kind of people would attend. It's The the topics are broad enough, like your one, money management, finance, and mm-hmm. investment, whereby you'll get a property crowd, you'll get a recruitment crowd, you'll get people that work in supermarkets. You're Anyone and everyone qualifies to be there, and that's true networking because you're networking with people outside of your network. Um yeah. And that's what I think is essential with the topics that we do. So the the next event that we have February the 2nd is all around social media. So if anyone is looking to build their social media presence, we have three of the most influential people within social media right now giving advice on how you can build your personal brand, your business brand, and, and just building your product. and and positioning it on social media to maximise the opportunities that 2023 is going to produce. And that could go for anyone. You could be selling soap, you could be selling trainers, you could be selling a book, you could be selling anything, just a service, but it benefits everyone. And that's exactly what we're trying to build here, that it isn't just specified to social media influencers, that kind of thing. It's anyone and everyone that wants to use the social media platform to build their business and grow it. Yeah,
0: so I'm I'm interested, Paul, how did you, how did you, what was your first start in business?
1: So I, I've never really enjoyed school. Um, Education has always been something that I haven't enjoyed I don't know if it's anything to do with not liking taking instructions from people so I've never Mm -hmm. I've never worked for someone directly I've always been self-employed or a consultant or had my own businesses but I kind of started off and I did what my mum and dad wanted me to do which was go to college and I gave it a bash I studied art which I was quite good at and graphic design Um, Did it for a year, but where I had that keen interest in graphic design already, without sounding arrogant, I felt like I already knew more than what what the teacher was teaching. And I've just got to a point where I just wanted to earn money. So I left and I set up a graphic design business at the age of 18. Um, And it just specialised in providing graphic design services to local businesses, whether that was restaurants or shops or whatever it was. And um, my dad had a restaurant, so I'd work in the restaurant with him um, sometimes in the afternoon and mainly on the evenings and weekends. And that gave me a huge, gave me like a huge platform to build confidence and hold conversations with people of the older generation. Gave me a lot of time management skills as well and multitasking skills. And I feel like that pushed me into the kind of the sales element that I, I really enjoy. I quickly realized that the money wasn't in graphic design um, mm-hmm. and I, from working in the restaurant, I used to see a lot of sales guys coming at lunch with nice suits and nice watches and thought, you know what, sales is is the route that I'm going to go down. And I went into sales and uh, I worked as a consultant for a company, didn't know what I was doing, but hit it off straight away. and some really, really good money and I did that for five years. And I feel like that was a really good platform for what I really wanted to do, which was property. Now, the thing with property is I've always had an interest in property from watching all the programs starting from changing rooms to homes under the hammer. There's always been that interest. But I knew that I did. I had enough experience with the public in the restaurant that I knew I didn't want to be an estate agent. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to have to deal with people stepping off the street and Mm -hmm. all of that. So it was all about finding an avenue that I could do property where I had no money at the start. I couldn't buy property and and turn it into a business. And um, I just remember being in a gym and something coming on the radio, which was uh, make money from property using other people's money. And I looked it up and uh, it was deal sourcing. And... um, yeah, that's where it all started, the love affair with understanding that there is a business model where I can make property profits, utilising um, that. I didn't go on a course. I self-educated myself. I went and worked with someone that I then found out was doing it, learnt learned with him along the way. We set up a business together. Didn't work, but that's, that's part of the journey, isn't it? Not everything is yeah, yeah. going to work, and I think... Yeah mistakes and and sort of negative experiences they're only mistakes if if you make it more than once so you don't learn
0: anything from it either
1: that's it unless unless you're stepping out of your comfort zone you're never going to have what you what what you never had before so there's so many ways of saying it there's so many sayings you've got to do what you've never done before to get what you want what you want for but i've always had that instinct where everything's trial and error so it's, it's, it's just making sure if that didn't work, you learn from it, you plan your next step and you do it again. And uh, look, we, we spoke earlier about the losses of last year. I'm still making those mistakes, but that's a sign that I'm still growing as a, as a, mm-hmm. as a business owner. But I set up a business um, and it was doing really, really well. Um, and we were doing commercial property, so sourcing commercial property. Um, had a really good run on that that market dried up and then I gradually moved into residential. And that's where we are today. I saw a gap in the market. I saw what estate agents were doing badly. I saw what other property sources were doing badly. And I just thought whatever the mass are doing, I'm going to do the complete opposite. And I'm going to, and I'm going to niche that market and I'm going to take market share of that and and position myself on socials as the go-to person that people know if they want to sell tenanted properties. And that's kind of what we've done. We've built a good following, as I said to you on, on social media on LinkedIn, that seems to be the best platform for me that works. Um, and kind of everything else has just been through networking and the other businesses have branched off through, like we said, meeting Aaron, Aaron and I met on LinkedIn, went on to do the podcast together, went on to create the events company. The events company led to me meeting a lady called Sarah, who had a property education business, who I'm now a mentor on that business with her on. And it's just all, everything really revolved around networking. The way I found out about property was through networking. The podcast was networking, the event was networking, and the mentoring was networking. So I think those life skills I learned from an early age of working in the restaurant really positioned me to have the confidence just to go out and just grab opportunities and talk to people and and stuff like that.
0: Quick one. I have just announced my book, The Money Basics, How to Become Your Own Financial Hero. It is going to be released on March 16th with... HarperCollins. It is a five-step basic formula to cultivating the financial habits that lead to financial security. I believe that anyone and everyone can benefit from this because these are the fundamental things that we don't get taught in school. It is available as a paperback, ebook and also audiobook. You can pre-order your copy right now via Amazon. There is a link in the show notes. You talked about when you first kind of found out that you could actually get into property and actually Mm. make profits using Mm. other people's money, you self-educated. How long did that take? Because I think property is a big, attractive kind of sector in today's age. But I think sometimes people don't necessarily have the patience to want to take the time to educate themselves. How long did it take you to get to the point where you're
1: confident? I think 10 years ago when social media wasn't what it is today and everyone's seeing the Dubai Lamborghini lifestyle and everyone's eating at Salt Bay, and, and all of that where I want to do that tomorrow. So I've got to do something that's going to earn me the money today to go there and do it. I, I didn't have that. So for me, patience was was what I did. So it was learning on the job for me and it was trial and error and i would have 10 sales going through and none of them would complete but i would learn from but i'm glad i made those mistakes in an early period because i think if you went into business and everything was a success you you wouldn't grow yeah. into the person or grow that business into the business that you wanted to get to without making those mistakes so by by having a successful sales career before and having the foundations where i had money behind me to sit back and set up a business and not, ha- I think the biggest thing is when people set up businesses, they don't have the money behind them. And what's always in their mind is, is financial pressure and financial worries. Yes. 100%. And that prevents poor performance yeah. from, from prevailing. So for, for me, I, I had the money to do that through money that I'd earned in sales. And I had, if you like, almost a friend stroke mentor that was doing what I wanted to do. And again, this is, this is the beauty of networking. Find someone that you want to model yourself on. And I'm not saying go out and buy Alan Sugar's book and model yourself on Alan Sugar, but find someone that you can actually stand alongside and go to lunch with, and if you've got a problem. You can pick up the phone and speak to them because Aaron's a massive advocate for that. Aaron can pick Mm -hmm. up the phone and speak to quite a lot of people who are very influential. And I think true entrepreneurs want to help the next generation of entrepreneurs come through. Like you said, there's lots of people that you know within property. It's all about the money and what's in Mm -hmm. it for me. unless, Unless you're paying them pounds per hour, they're not interested in helping you. And yep. I think that's what's led me to go into property mentorship. And I just want to say, I do, that is not my bread and butter. That is something that I'm doing that it covers the time that I spend on it. But by no means does that give me any comfort in, in my living expenses. I do it because there are too many people doing it the wrong way and for the wrong reasons. And it's something that I wish maybe I had when I first started out. And I just want to give people the right view on property that it's not as easy as everyone tells you. Um, You can't be taught it in two days in a classroom and then go out and think you're going to break the world. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like school. It has to be taught in curriculums on the go. And some people may get onto module two quicker than others. It depends on how quickly you're progressing. But you can't be taught modules one to six in two days because yeah. it may take you six months to be in a position where you're using modules five and module six. So I think my my passion lies with teaching people and making sure people are doing it the right way. And I also think that good deeds come back to you at some stage in life as well. Um, so so that's, that, that's kind of like the, the, the mentoring thing. Yeah. A lot of what you said there kind of resonates with me because I think
0: in today's age, there is the whole Lamborghini lifestyle, Dubai and social media like don't get me wrong, social media is great, (laughs) it's wonderful but that side of social media I hate, it's the false expectation, it's that pressure that and I couldn't imagine being a young person now on social media in your 20s with all of this You're supposed to be doing this, you're supposed to be doing that. But I think ultimately what it comes back to for me as well is the fact that, you know, I created conversation money because I wish people had would have had a conversation with me about do this, do this, make sure that you are aware of this when I was in my twenties. I would have made better financial decisions. And I think Mm -hmm. for any business, there has to be an element of servitude in making sure that you're serving the people that you want to impact positively, and mm-hmm. thinking of money as a byproduct. It isn't saying that money isn't important because it is. We all need to pay our bills. We need to pay for our cars and our mortgages and all that kind of stuff. But not necessarily having money as the first go-to thing that I need to wow. have in place because I think that that leads to 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 pressure and sometimes um, poor business decisions. In general i don't know if you would agree
1: yeah yeah i I mean i mean like money for 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 me money money is obviously important in respect that you need it to live you need it to survive and everything like that but for me success isn't defined by by money it's Mm -hmm. defined by experiences it's defined by it's defined by how, how you're perceived as a person within the industry, how your business is perceived, money, money will come. It's like um, someone said to me the other day, uh, talking about social media, that uh, the question was, how much do you give away on social media if you're maybe selling a course or a product? And they said, you give everything. Because he said, you give, you give, you give, you give, you give, you give. And in turn, it will come back to you because nobody likes that to feel is so, like so they're being so to. But if that everything, is so true. Is, you can make £10,000 from property in one month, let me tell you how to do it, and then all of a sudden, call to action, but my course comes up. That's never yeah. going to get you the result that you want. Step one, yeah. you need to find your gold mine area. That's one video. Next one, step two, how to find your gold mine area. You need X, Y, Z. And you give, give, give. You obviously don't give away everything, but you give as much as you're, you you can. And when people see the value in your offering, that's when they will come to you. But if, if you're out there constantly asking for the order before people see the value in you, it's, it's, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. I, I would agree 100% with
0: that. And over the course of the last, what, two, three years, I've always... And this is maybe, and I've spoken about this with Aaron on the on your pod um, before, the fact that, you know, I don't necessarily have like anything that I sell. I've given yeah. so much for free. But the reality is there's a lot of information that you can go in action, but at some point you need an intervention you need a little bit of coaching and I think that's where it comes around to but more yeah. importantly I think it's it's important for everyone to kind of you know remember especially on social media you ne- you don 't know who's watching you don't know who's yeah. listening you don 't know who you're impacting and how much you're impacting them by and I think all of the opportunities that i've certainly had you know in 2022 with media and TV has come come around because so much has been given there's Mm -hmm. been so much value that's been created and that's the stuff that you can't pay for the brand the legacy the reputation like people spend years paying money to try and build that artificially and I think the biggest strength in any business in any brand is if you're able to do it organically and organically um, garner people's trust and I guess View and attention because that's what's currency yeah. right now on on social media,
1: and this is it, isn't it? It's this false grat- gratification that people are looking for and immediate gratification because things that grow organically take time. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at, like, for instance, someone will do a post, and the first thing they're doing is they're constantly checking how many likes have I got, how many views have I got, but but you know what? I've realised now that there's more people watching than there are liking. There's always mm-hmm. that because you are go to networking event. and someone will go, oh my God, you were on a conversation of money. I saw, I saw your post on Instagram. Oh, did you? Didn't like it though, did you? But you saw it and you tell telling <laughs> me, it's amazing. And it's because people, people don't like to support people that they feel threatened by. And I know That's it sounds true. awful. We all know what the like button does it helps you, it works the algorithm and it pushes you on further and further and further. And a lot of people are watching what you're doing, but they're not liking what you're doing. And I think whatever you do in life, if you just do it with zero expectations, then you're never going to be disappointed. So yeah. if I do, it, let, let, let's talk about like, you asked You asked uh, Aaron about a videographer the other day, straight away. There we go, videographer. Zero expectations, I guarantee. Zero expectations. But some people will go, right, Pete owes me a favor now. I've done him I've done him a solid. He owes me a favor. Yeah. And if I don't get that favor in return, that's when it goes south for us because I'm going to get the hum that you're not returning the favor. But if I didn't expect anything back from it, it's just a good deed. I can't be disappointed. But you know what? If all of a sudden you go, I'm so grateful for that, guys, let's go out for lunch. It's on me. That gratification that I'll give to you from that will be so much more than the gratification you would have got if if I was expecting it, because I'd still probably yeah. be disappointed with it. So yeah. everything in life, for me, one of the lessons I've learned is you do everything with zero expectations, and then you can never be disappointed. I would, I would agree with that 100%. And I, you, you see that a lot.
0: And I'm sure that you guys will come across this doing podcasts and stuff where you approach someone to do something like, or would you want to come on? And it's like, well, you know, what is it? How long? Uh, how, what's the budget? And I'm just like, mm, okay, so it becomes more of a transactional thing. And yeah. in it's those situations where I'm kind of like, okay, so what value are you going to really be delivering value? or are you just there for a paycheck? And it's very, very different. It's one of those things that's common out on social media.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the same with the event. So I think people were obviously with the with the guests that we get on and the position that they're in where they're they're on TV and like you, you're releasing books and you've got big followings and everything like that. People expect that we're paying thousands of pounds to to guest speakers and and for us, I think it's about building a brand that people can see the benefit of peak performance as a platform for them and what we can Mm -hmm. do for them to give them in return for blessing our audience with their presence and stepping on our stage. So we do not pay our guests and that's how we're able to keep our costs low. But saying that we don't pay them cash in their pocket on the night financially, doesn't mean they're not getting value out of stepping on our stage and spending yep. an evening away from their families. Yep. The value they get, like we spoke about that off camera, is the exposure on the night with all the background stuff that nobody knows that we're doing to the masses, to the audiences. Because there's no selling at the event. You're not, you're not selling courses and that. It's it's what happens after that event and the connections that you make at the event. And we're very clear when we take people on, no matter how big you are, like the expectation if you speak at our event is you're there for the night. And during the networking period, you're involved. You're getting there because the more involved you are with the audience, the more interaction there is, the more pictures of you are taken. Like we spoke about book launches and stuff like that the more pictures you're involved in, the more people know about you, the more people are going to have eyes on your book. And, that, and that's what it's about. But people that have come to us and said, well, I charge five grand for a speaking slot. It doesn't work for us because the people that we want at the event are the true people like you, Pete, who mm. want to inspire people. They want to come there. They want to do good. And it isn't, right, let's sort out the money before I get on stage. You turn up five minutes before your slot and then you're off five yeah. minutes straight after see you later and it was a it was yeah. a business transaction like you said yeah. this is you are aligned with our philosophy we're not a big 10x grant cardone where you're coming and it's a cash cow this is yeah. literally help what everyone yeah. needs at an affordable rate from people that have that same common goal yes there are people we would love to get on that would cost money but they don't fit the philosophy of what our brand and what our business is all about. So, yeah, I agree with you that there are those people that everything is a financial transaction and it's the whole what is in it for me every time. If I do this, what do I get out of it? And We've had a lot of people like that. And then when we've just said exactly what I've said to them, they've stepped back some people and they've gone, you know what? I like what you said. Yeah, I'm yeah. there. I'm there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I do always charge, but I like the feel of what you're offering here. I'll come to your next event. I'll see what it's about. And if I like it, I'll be there. Nine times out of 10, they're at the next event for us. They're, they're talking. So it, it's definitely a problem in this industry where so many people want to know what's in it for them what is that cash transaction? And they want to know what's in it for them before they've even done the work or before they've even shown what value they can add to it. I think that's where it's more problematic. It's like,
0: you're not necessarily showing what value you're going to bring to the table to justify your fee if you're willing to pay a fee. And I think there is a huge lesson in this to, to, to say that, you know, value doesn't always translate to money so in terms of the value that you get from something Hmm. doesn't always have to be in a monetary form it could be in so many other um forms and it can lead to so many other things because again like we've already said you don't know who's watching you don't know who's listening you don't know who you're going to impact and you don't know what that opportunity leads on to later on because the world works in mysterious ways
1: yeah i i I just think um i think like it depends what motivates you as well, like you said, and you don't know who's watching. Like, for some people, coming and speaking at an event and taking a cheque of five grand home is what motivates them. For mm-hmm. you and I probably speaking at a, an event and someone coming up to you and saying, I've got to say, Pete, I've been listening to your podcast for the last year and it's changed my life. Like, I grew up the same as you. And whatever it is, that that for me... That's it. Like that, that's what changed it. I got an absolutely amazing message for someone on LinkedIn, just saying you and Aaron have completely changed my outlook on life halfway through this year. And I can't wait to follow your journey 2023 and benefit from everything that you offer. That was like the best Christmas present I could have got. I loved it.
0: And right there, that's, that's legacy. That's brand. That's that's what it's really all about. And I have to keep reminding myself of that all the time because I get those messages often. And again, going back to the fact that sometimes when you're in business, you're an entrepreneur, you're self-employed, you're doing it on your own, receiving those messages sometimes puts on that light bulb again, on full power. Because sometimes you can get distracted, you can feel down, you can feel demotivated. Sometimes just having something like that just puts you back on track again and reminds you why you started
1: doing it. It's not something that you're you're always or sometimes ever going to get from your family, your loved one and your closest friends. So hearing that from a complete stranger who you've never met before, but you have impacted their life in such a way is such a, a humbling moment and such it's it's a huge success. And that doesn't that doesn't hit you financially but it hits you mentally when maybe you sometimes need that because as entrepreneurs, sometimes I said to you how my year ended. Um, and it's not, it's not a a secret. My year ended with the interest rates increasing to huge amounts very quickly, mortgage products being pulled from a lot of my buyers, left, right, and center, um, multiple down valuations. And that led over a three-month period to £127,000 worth of commissions being wiped out for me. Now, that's a pretty dark place to be in, no matter how big your company is. Yeah. But as, as, as a business owner, yeah, it wasn't a good Christmas present for me. But then getting a message like that on Christmas Eve, yes, it didn't help with the 127 grand deficit. But what it helped with is I'm doing something right and gives you a there are boost. people out there watching what I'm doing. That there, I love their support and everything like that. And it was just, it was just a lovely message to receive in a moment, like you said, you might be working from home or you don't have a team around you. A moment of darkness when you just need a hug or something like that. That was a good pick. Was it was a good pick me up. The first thing I did was call Aaron, and he said, "Yep, yeah, got the same message. What a lovely guy." Um, yeah, it was it was it was a really good thing. But that for me helped me recover from such a deficit to the end of yeah. what had already been a very very tough tough year.
0: Tough year, yeah. So yeah. looking into twenty twenty three, what are your main kind of like focuses? What's your what's your mindset moving forward? What are you
1: what are you? My, invest- my mindset is is go hard from the start um, and focus on all four businesses so yes the 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 big financial uh benefit is the property business mm-hmm. but um for me i like you said it's about building a legacy as well um i want to be building this peak performance brand into something really big by by sort of q3 this year we want to take that events company to the next the next level, whether that's taking it to a different city, taking it to Manchester or somewhere like that or Birmingham, to having some even bigger people on the stage. Um, we're always looking at ways that we can make it more interactive and stuff like that and, and give people even more benefit from it. So that's a huge thing. We're launching a podcast alongside Peak Performance this year. So this is a second podcast that we're launching. One's focused on the story and the background of entrepreneurs. This one, the Peak Performance one, is going to be about providing the gems, providing the information that you can take away and implement into your life and your business and your socials and everything like that the mentoring thing I'm really passionate about. Um, I wanna be doing five, six events in the year where we can get 20 to 50 people in there and really help them either start their journey into property or help excel them. Again, a lot of people are doing this on the side, so they have their everyday jobs and then they wanna wanna create a property business so that eventually they can leave. But Mm -hmm. the people that they're working with, their family, they're potentially not the right people to speak to about it. So creating this mentorship program where there's a really good community of like-minded people around the country that you can talk about your wins, you can talk about your losses, you can talk about your problems and everyone's there to support you as opposed to your mum and dad saying, sounds a bit risky, stick with the day job, it's guaranteed money. it's not helpful if you really and truly want to go on an entrepreneurial journey and become a business owner it's not the information you need i know they do it because they love you mine do it all the time but if you truly want to do it you need the right mindset and the right people around you so we want to build that community um so that's my focus this year which is go aggressive on everything and most of that is going to be focused around socials so Get the socials out there to the mass, and we've started the year off great. We spoke off air about the first guest on both yeah, the nightly big, roundtable big, podcast big guest. and the big performance yeah. podcast. Yeah, um, Julius Dean, one of the most viral people in the world on social media, forty-five billion views in two years. The the guy is just entrepreneur through and through, um, and understands the platform so the gems that we're going to give people and the the very first peak performance um podcast which again it seems surreal that we're kicking it off with such a big guest um i'm really really excited and looking forward to and i'm hoping that sets the bar for the year um of our standard of guests that we bring on as well
0: great so how do people actually find you what are the outlets um that are
1: most important for for the listeners of this podcast So, um, look, if we're we're looking at property, then uh, you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn, Paul Stapleton, Casita Properties. If you're interested in the motivational entrepreneurial side, so Peak Performance is where you want to find us. We've got uh, peakperformanceevents.co.uk. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. So they're the main platforms you can find us on. And then for the mentorship as well, Um, again, on my socials, Instagram, LinkedIn, come there and um, we can talk about those as well.